I'm glad in God, far happier than you would ever guess, happy that you're again showing such strong concern for me. Not that you ever quit praying and thinking about me. You just had no chance to show it. Actually, I don't have a sense of needing anything personally. I've learned by now to be quite content whatever my circumstances. I'm just as happy with little as with much, with much as with little. I've found the recipe for being happy whether full or hungry, hands full or hands empty. Whatever I have, wherever I am, I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am. I don't mean that your help didn't mean a lot to me, it did. It was a beautiful thing that you came alongside me in my troubles. You Philippians well know, and you can be sure I'll never forget it, that when I first left Macedonia province, venturing out with a message, not one church helped out in the give and take of this work except you. You were the only one. Even while I was in Thessalonica, you helped out, and not only once, but twice. Not that I'm looking for handouts, but I do want you to experience the blessing that issues from generosity. And now I have it all, and keep getting more. The gifts you sent with Epaphroditus were more than enough, like a sweet-smelling sacrifice roasting on the altar, filling the air with fragrance, pleasing God to no end. You can be sure that God will take care of everything you need, His generosity exceeding even yours in the glory that pours from Jesus. Our God and Father abounds in glory that just pours out into eternity. Yes. The message. Greater than it takes generosity to discover the whole through others. If you realize you are only a violin, you can open yourself up to the world by playing your role in the concert. Greater than. Greater than Jacques-Yves Cousteau. Who is you? That's a question more significant than you might think. In the English language, the words you and your can be either singular or plural. One must determine which it is by the sentence and surrounding context. In the language of New Testament Greek, however, this is not the case. We clearly know which words are singular and which are plural because they aren't spelled the same, as in English. It is important to know that in the Apostle Paul's letter to the Philippians, all the you pronouns are plural. Yep. Every single one of them. This is significant because the theme of unity and solidarity runs powerfully and affectionately through the entire book. Everyone in the Philippian church, not just an individual or two, shared in Paul's troubles with him. They partnered with him through financial resources, prayer, and ministry. Paul was quite confident that every need the Philippians encountered would be supplied by the riches of God because they had learned a valuable lesson from Paul and discovered a vital lesson about their church. The Philippians were taught by Paul that the practice of contentment in all circumstances would bring unity, not division. In fact, contentment eases a group's normal anxieties. And contentment comes from the practice of gratitude. What's more, the Philippians also experienced firsthand the seeming paradox that through the practice of giving they become rich. Trying to do any of this as a single solitary individual will not work, because gratitude, giving, and contentment are bonded to community. It's a lot like spiritual gifts. We aren't gifted with a speaking gift just to stand in front of the mirror and talk at ourselves. We aren't gifted with serving gifts just to serve ourselves. And so, it is with giving and receiving, gratitude and thanksgiving, peace and contentment. They're meant to be done in the context of a group. We are not to be islands only operating at the level of individuation. Believers are designed by God and hardwired into our spiritual DNA to know the blessing of partnering and working together in the unity of the gospel. Learning contentment and generosity go hand in hand. Hoarding actually creates anxiety, whereas a collective generous spirit leads inexorably toward satisfaction and joy. If we want to be free of division and of having that constant uptight feeling, then we must be wildly generous. Generosity comes in all shapes and sizes. The big idea is that it is meant to bless others. Here are some ways anyone can be generous. 1. If you can tip generously, do it. If not, 
Be effusive in offering gratitude to others who serve you. If in doubt, always be on the side of grace and say thanks for everything. 2. Share your knowledge, expertise, or ability. Hoarding doesn't just have to do with money or stuff. People can also hoard their wisdom and abilities. Generously and freely sharing is a way to loosen up the gratitude and contentment so that burdens don't become too heavy to bear. 3. Give yourself to a cause or organization you believe in, either through donating time or money. Most places can't have enough volunteers. Just be willing to let them dictate what needs to be done. Generously listen to their needs and wants. 4. Compliment at least one person every day. Be generous with words of encouragement. It is a myth that complimenting another will give them a big head. Just the opposite is true. A lack of genuine encouragement causes a person to feel small. 5. Give blood. It truly saves lives. Need I say more? Go ahead, try it, you'll like it. Be generous with your money, generous with your words of encouragement toward others, and generous with your gratitude to God. Find out whether or not this changes your level of contentment in life. Whether you do something big or small, the impact an act of generosity can have on someone else may be life-changing. And it can completely change a group dynamic from stingy and critical to open and affirming. Who ought to be generous? Yes, you. Generous God, your storehouse of grace and mercy is infinite and unending. Help me to partner with you in a manner that my generosity flows in the same way that yours does so that Jesus Christ is glorified, and His Church is edified. Amen.